Hey, 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 what do you say? It's the Swipe It Show right here on the Success Network. And of course, I am your host, Kevin Hodes, a credit card extraordinaire guy, movie maker, book writer. You know, we got so much stuff always going on over here at the Swipe It headquarters in beautiful Frisco, Texas. And right across the street is the headquarters for your Dallas Cowboys. If you're from Texas and you like the Dallas Cowboys, they're just right across the street. But, uh, you know, if you're somebody like Michael Goldsmith, well, he's like, go Giants. I don't know. Phil Sims hasn't played over there in a while. But, hey, listen, of course, here we are at the Swipe It Show. We're going to be talking to a friend of mine here shortly. But, of course, you know, I want you to remember, because right here on the bottom somewhere, you know, I want you to look for it. There's a little box down there, and it says that you. I want you to like it. I want you to share it. I want you to make a comment, maybe ask a question while we're here live. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. So, of course, whenever we do go live, it'll notify you. And we are live right here in Frisco, Texas. And I'm Kevin with the Swipe It Show. I want to talk to you about some things that actually happened to me just yesterday. Just yesterday. I can't believe... Yesterday, uh, you know, I'm sitting there doing my normal routine in the morning. My wife comes out, and you know what she says? We got hacked. And I go, what do you mean we got hacked? Well, our credit card, I'm going to tell you that, uh, and I'm going to throw some people under the bus here. You know why? Because this is happening too much. And I don't want to be negative Nelly here, but I'm going to tell you, this costs you money, you personally, whenever you have some sort of fraud that happens to you. Basically, what happened was is our Citibank credit card that's tied to getting me miles, which I fly for free almost everywhere all the time because I have so many miles. But Citibank, their card constantly gets compromised. But I can't say that it's necessarily Citibank's fault this time because it was only one retailer where all of these products were purchased. So all of a sudden, we had... $5,000 worth of transactions that were actually still happening at the moment we figured this out. So here's $5,000 that's showing up, boom, 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 all at Sephora. Now, if you look at me with my bald head, I'm not ordering anything from Sephora. But of course, my wife obviously buys products from Sephora. My daughter obviously purchases stuff from Sephora. Well, so we call the credit card processing company. Uh, I'm sorry, wait a minute. I'm used to saying that all the time. We call the credit card issuer, in this case, Citibank, and they say, oh, we can see all those here, and oh, you're not liable for those, and you know, we're so sorry, so we'll make sure we stop all those coming through, blah, blah, blah. That's good. Now we go to the Sephora side. We call them because we have a login that my wife uses, my daughter uses, to purchase products. And they're like, well, um, it looks like you guys ordered some products. And go, no, we didn't order them. We're just trying to log into the system to see who did order them because she had several emails of an individual changing the username, the password, trying to get in and all this stuff. And they changed the address of where all products after purchase would be delivered. So by now, Sephora has already locked my wife out, even though she has reset the password. And we can't get in to see stuff. But we did see that some of the product was recently requested to be delivered in a quick manner, which I'm going to fast forward to a few hours later. We had products starting to show up on our doorstep, which I started getting concerned with. 
that the product that was being delivered to our doorstep, that somebody actually, since they were logged into the system, could see our home address. And that they would probably be showing up at our home address to go and grab the stuff that's on our doorstep. So I, I was like, wait a minute, do I need to call the cops? Do I need to, you know, go home and wait with a shotgun at the door? And, uh, you know, what are you doing? What are you stealing? How'd you get our info? Well, obviously no one came and the product sat there. I actually did pull up and actually sat outside my own house across the street, waiting to see if somebody would show up, but uh, nobody did. And I'll tell you what happened was the fraudsters purchased product. They in turn forgot to change the address. So some of the product that they ordered, and, and let me tell you, this is thousands of dollars worth of high-end products that, that what they do is they resell this stuff out on the internet. Well, one of those products did get through it, because my wife changed her username and password. We were still getting notifications of the product being shipped. So here's the product getting shipped to us. We see that. And then we see where the fraudsters are having the product delivered to. So, of course, you know, I've got all these crazy systems that I've got to check for our merchants and I've got access to some things. So I've got to look at stuff. And uh, about clients, I found exactly where these products were being shipped to. And it was to a company in Florida. And this company in Florida receives the products. They have several fronts that I saw as businesses that were at that location. And one of those was they're a shipping company. So what do you think they're doing? They're, they have a shipping company set up. They're fraudulently stealing products that are shipped to them. Then they are advertising that product online and then shipping it to people at whose expense guess whose ours yours and mine they're they're using our credit cards to purchase product and do this fraudulent stuff well this happened to me yesterday i'm going to go back to the conversation that i'm having at 7 a.m in the morning with sephora the conversation i had with them was is well you're not going to be liable for these well, you're correct because we already called Citibank and they've already stopped. And now I'm getting a new credit card being shipped to me. So now all of the process of fraud costs everyone money. And one of the things it's costing you money with is the fact that all of your people that you have on recurring billing, we're going to have to go back in and figure out who all those people are, call them, tell them we've got a new credit card number. You know, obviously my wife's going to have to spend the time to do that. And then all of the people over at Sephora, I'm trying to tell them your fraud controls suck and you're costing me money now because I've got to deal with all the baloney that's taking place over here. And quite honestly, I should send you a bill and I just might do that because they're taking away from me handling client calls, taking away from me having to worry about somebody showing up at my doorstep. And, you know, all that stuff. And, and, you know, if you actually called the police, they'd say, well, if somebody shows up, let us know. They're not going to actually be there waiting to see how the crime ring is doing what they're doing. I see this every day. We see fraud here in the credit card processing world all the time. Let me tell you why this happened and how it should have been stopped much quicker and why Sephora should be held accountable 
for all of this baloney that we had to deal with yesterday at 7 a.m. They don't have fraud controls in place that when multiple transactions, these are these are transactions they were boom, 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 boom. Within like minutes, they did five, $6,000 worth of transactions in a matter of moments. And in those matter of moments, if they had the correct fraud controls, they would have stopped them in like two or three transactions. So now not only was product sent to us that they didn't stop, not only did the product get sent out and delivered, they lost that money because the person that was paying for it, my credit card, we stopped it on the card issuer side. But their fraud controls weren't in place and they're not paying attention. So this in turn then makes retailers have to increase their prices to cover losses from fraud. But they're not doing all the right things at their own business to make sure that the fraud things aren't in place. And you know what? If they were processing credit cards with us, we would have made sure that those things were in place at the time. So I'm on a little rant today about fraud, and I could talk about fraud. We have extensive amount of fraud things taking place, but I actually want to get back to the fun because the fun stuff today is with, oh my gosh, I, I, I listen, I watch this guy over at the Texas Legends. He is throwing stuff into the field. He's throwing stuff to the stands. He's throwing, you know, they've got this thing. I'm, they're shooting stuff. He is the head of fun. And that's what he calls himself. He is the jokester, the, the man of fun himself. Of course, we're going to bring on Jersey Goldman. He's the director of fun at actually, actually, oh, at actually, you know, I'm having a hard time saying that. Jersey. That's okay. Actually, chiropractic centers. You know, they've got two centers up here in the North Dallas area. And of course, the director of fun himself is right here live in the flesh with us. And we're going to get to know Jersey a little bit more. But one of the things I love about Jersey is that he's from the Northeast, where I'm mm -hmm. from. And us Northeasterners, we just think a little differently, right? Because if you've ever seen this guy dress, this guy's got some unique dress stuff, stuff he does. If you go to the website, you'll see some things there. But welcome to the show, Jersey. Thanks so much for being on the show with us and listening to me rant and rave about some fraud this morning. But of course, uh, you know, we want to help our clients so they don't have that either. But Welcome to the show, Jersey. Take the take the floor and tell me who you are, what you do, and why you decided to actually come on the Swipe It Show. Yeah, no, I uh, good. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. You know, I see you flying around all over the place, not just on the big screen there, dressed as Superman. Uh, but uh, that video does not get old. Yeah. That video does not get old, but uh, <laughs> but no, happy to be here. Yeah, we have two locations: uh, one in Prosper, one in. Louisville, which is essentially the butt end of Louisville, if I'm being honest, uh, right just outside of Carrollton. Um, we're, uh, we're Dr. Ashley been in the game for 19 years. He's the 11th of 14 chiropractors. And I talk about him first because, yes, if you looked at my resume, I should not be in chiropractic. It was actually a Texas Legends event that I was at uh, where I couldn't move my head left, right, up, or down. I was in complete freeze mode, ready to go to the emergency room. And Malcolm Farmer, a good friend of, of you and I, as I would say, introduced me to, uh, to the big guy here. So you got to meet the doc. And, uh, doc used to tell the story much nicer, but he says that I did, I interrupt him trying to relax and have a good time. And he came into the green room and I used, you know, some very colorful East coast language that you and I probably use once in a while. 
and uh, told him to essentially leave me alone. And fast forward three years, I've been a patient since that very day, and I've worked with him since January of 2021, just after the uh, just after the pandemic. And my role is to handle everything except the adjustment side. Um, but I I do value um, every patient from the womb to the tomb is what is what he would say. Um, awesome. And when they come in, and us being able to impact them, so that's just a little tiny bit about how I ended up here. Well, you know what I love about people is is I like to be around people that like to have fun, right? So, I mean, you've got fun right here on your card. It says director of fun. I mean, what more of a great person to have on the show who's a director of fun? Because you have this, like, long history of, like, mascotting kind of thing and, you know, director of fun. And you did some – obviously, you were in Nevada. I want to – let's let's talk about that right now. Uh-huh. In Nevada, you did director of fun kind of stuff. Tell us – what those things were and how you fell into that world. Well, fell into is the exact exact way, right? It's a, it's a, it's a very, very small world. And uh, it doesn't matter what your business is in. Uh, six degrees of separation is 100% that truth. And so combined with uh, moving out there and going to school at UNLV, I was the mascot there. I worked for the number one radio station in Vegas, um, which was a top 40 radio station. And did a ton of stuff there for years. And then, yes, fell into the nightclub <laughs> scene in the role of mood director. Uh, directing mood? Mood, yeah. Mood. M-O-O-D. Yeah. So you literally have two parts of most businesses, right? Operations on one side and marketing on the other. And there was one person in between those two departments, and that was me. And the marketing wow. department would come to me, and they'd say, Kevin's coming into town. He's, uh, he's from Texas, he's coming with nine of his friends. They, uh, they hate the Philadelphia Eagles and, uh, and they love you know, uh, uh, whatever, right? And I would have to put a full package together for you to enjoy. So drum lines, wow. your table, champagne, um, you know, a picture. Wining and dining. Yeah, I mean, a, a picture of you up on the big screen and literally make sure that you had a good time. And, uh, and I was able to do that for a couple of years before moving out here. So um, I have 67 different mascots in the last uh, 17 years. And wow. I've emceed events from 10 people to 75,000. So just having way too much fun. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, here's, here's the crazy part is like, no one can hear you. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're kind of a quiet guy. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> no, you're, mascot, yeah. That, your yeah. voice resonates literally, you know, at the, when you're at this NBA affiliate, the Texas legends where I'm a big sponsor of, and mm-hmm. you're over there and you get on the mic, like, wait a minute, everybody like pays attention. You draw the crowd in. I mean, that those, those are very rare people. Who's your partner in crime over there. That's uh, also a loud voice. Well, there's, there's a, yeah. a couple uh, yeah, there's a couple of the loud voices over there, and I'd say one of the one of the things about all of us uh, and the you know the Legends organization, but anything I've done that that, that Lorena and Byron do as well, and and is uh, and actually Kobe said it right. Uh, you can sit out a game, but you don't know who saved up to go to that game, that event, that concert, that festival. You don't know who's been waiting for this day, and it may be the only day that they can come. And so you need to be putting on a show for them at all times. The and, game uh, goes on. Yep. Yeah, the game goes on. And we had that in New Jersey when I first started in sports. 
man, that that was one of the most beautiful minor league baseball stadiums that the Camden River Sharks had in Camden, New Jersey. But at one point, Camden, New Jersey was the most dangerous city in the country. And wow. tickets to that game were literally given for three, four, five dollars. And yet you had people that came in and had the budget, whether or not they were going to eat beforehand or eat four hot dogs at the stadium, even on dollar dog night. I mean, it literally sounds mind boggling to a lot of people, but we still, there were six people in the stands for the very first practice game of the season. And they were like, well, we don't need to do all this. Nope. Let's do it. Go big or go home. Yeah. Not, you know, that's what one of the things is, is that people don't realize not everybody has season passes or season tickets. They're, they're literally, that is a one-time event. Mm -hmm. Having a season pass to Six Flags or Disney World or whatever, you know, those are for, those are very expensive things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will save up and go one time. And just like you said, and so if you're not on your game and giving them an experience that they've never enjoyed or had, then they may not come back. And yeah. you do it right. You have so much fun. You have so much energy. I mean, you, you're like the pick me up guy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I thought I was a guy that had a, so much fun and stuff. You, you blow me away every time I see you at the legends. I love it. I want you to know that there was a time I had, uh, I think it was the day I got my new glasses and they, they're titanium and you like pull them apart and they like will never fall or break apart or whatever. Right. Well, you, you threw a uh, shirt and it actually hit me right in the face. And I was like, damn it. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to have a black eye. But lucky enough, I was wearing the right glasses, so I was all good. But I thought it was kind of funny that it happened. I was like, oh, I'm going to be paying attention the next time they're throwing these these things around, you know, because you're throwing them up into the stands and you got the guns and you got the little electric thing you're driving around in. I mean, tell me, you can't tell me that you're not having fun, too. No, absolutely. And I, I think the the uh, if, for the sake of full disclosure, on uh, on some of those t-shirt tosses, what it is is, you know, you don't just uh, as a kid, right? People ask, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You don't go, "I want to be a mascot." It just developed over time because I was never the starting lineup of any sport, uh, sixth man or twelfth man, and everything. Yeah. Soccer, lacrosse, football, wrestling. I chose to wrestle in high school like my dad. Oh. I chose the year that I was uh, wearing braces. So that season didn't last for me very long. I was a wrestler. I wrestled uh, in high school. I believe that. I believe you know. that. And uh, and and football, baseball. I mean, I literally played every sport, or at least tried to. And so wow. all those t-shirt tosses, yeah, you go, oh, yeah, here's the, the Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens opportunity right now because they're totally going to sign me throwing a t-shirt up into the stands. And then afterwards, yeah, you find out that you – smacked a kid with a red smoothie and it went all over his shirt and, you know you you go get him a new smoothie and he thinks you're a superhero again but hey it happens he tell all his friends he got hit by a free t-shirt so yeah i did too i'm sure you yeah. tweeted it out i'm sure no i said nothing i was just glad my new glasses didn't break i was like Titanium. got good ones i got good ones and then you know uh you know speaking of wrestling I don't know if you know this or not, but I know MMA uh, Dominic Cruz mm -hmm. and Dom was uh, I was in we were in Vegas doing some filming and he goes, come on now. You you really a wrestler? I go, yeah. He goes, show me some stuff. You know, I haven't done some wrestling moves in, you know, quite some time. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
Mike Dunn, one of the great photographers that's done a lot of my work and some of the work that we do out there when we're filming some of this crazy other stuff I do, he caught still images like chunk, 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 chunk of me, fireman carrying, picking up Dominic Cruz, spinning him around and then putting him on the floor. And he goes, okay, I, you wrestled. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, no, my, dad, my dad swore by it, you know, former, former Marine Corps, uh, you know, for, for him. And I, I did, I thought for a minute I was going to even potentially join the Marines. I am far Ooh. from Marine. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But, but he did, he, he, before he went, he was a wrestler. And, uh, and so I was, I've always been, uh, always had a love for athletics and entertaining people. And so those, uh, those interactions with those guys, they love it sometimes too. Oh yeah. One of the things I loved about wrestling, I don't know if you got this from it or not, but when I was wrestling, I always, it, it, I mean, when I wrestled and I won, it was, for, it was me. Mm -hmm. I, I won. No, no offense to teams, and there was a team, you know, the 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 weight classes the weight as class. they went up. Yeah. There was a team, you know, if your team won. Mm -hmm. But if you were wrestling, you actually won. And when you won, you won one. It's because of all the effort and everything you put into it and how – because it's a lot of work to wrestle. Yeah. You know, it's you're, – you're on your head. You're on your back. You're on your side. I mean, you're working from different areas. They're grappling stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. How long did you actually wrestle? It was only a couple of months there. I mean, I had I had a lot of conversations about it, but talking to talk versus walking the walk is two completely different things. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was three and a half years, so I mean. Oh well, yeah, no, pretty much your yeah entire probably career there, and we had a really good wrestling team even in high school too. They were they were really good, um, but it, it's I mean you could apply it to anything whether you're an individual exactly or team there you you putting your your heart and passion into it. Um, you're, 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 you should celebrate successes. I'm horrible at celebrating successes, but on to the next goal, on to the next yeah. goal. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on your, I want to go back to like over here. I know on your, uh, your stuff over here, you did some stuff with the Dallas Cowboys, correct? I did. Yeah. How, how much fun was that? It's, uh, it, 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 it's almost multiplied by the amount of people that you're impacting a lot of times. And so, the more people you can impact again, and again, we could apply this to anything, but the more people you get to impact, the, the more happiness, more fulfillment you have, at least when you have a personality like mine. Yeah. I, uh, I do not, so again, I just said, I do not celebrate or accept appreciation very well, but I have way too much fun being able to uh, provide entertainment or happiness for other people. And so, Cowboys, Cowboys was good. It actually, my experience didn't even really include the games as much. It was everything outside of the games. And it was because I could interact with probably a couple thousand people for the five hours prior to the game. Wow. And the few that I could during the game. In all honesty, I would leave the game as soon as kickoff would happen. And I would go MC a Cowboys watch party for that game off property somewhere. And so I used to fill those days up pretty, pretty precisely. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, it, nothing can prepare you for being with thousands of people, even, you know, hundreds of people in any, in any setting. And in, in that time, what do you remember of an experience of an interaction with someone that really, you're like, wait a minute, did that just really happen? You know, whether it was positive or negative, which 
which do you you remember an instance? Because I know there 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 are times for mascots that you're like, wait a minute, did that just really happen? No, there's there's probably I mean there's yes there's hundreds. You're 100 percent correct. Um, you know, one on the it, when you come to rivals and you have sporting rivals, whether it be the Eagles and the Cowboys, or in this particular oh, yeah. example, UNLV versus UNR, so Reno versus Las Vegas. Absolutely, you end up you know interacting with a full crowd, um, or even better. Uh, TCU had a dance off with the TCU mascot. And I remember that frog, man, he could do some backflips. And I was a little concerned because I'm not a backflipping guy, but threw down a dance off. They played, let me clear my throat, DJ cool. Oh man, I was on fire. Ready to go. Hey. Frog at the perfect time, tried to do that backflip and fell yeah. on the face and the crowd. I almost feel like the stadium, about 30,000 people were up on the big screen and, and, as he goes to do it, the crowd gets silent. And then when he falls on his face, it's just – and it was legendary. I mean, it truly was. But but then you take it away from personal uh, good experience uh, and take it to almost an external great experience is, is when you not only impact a, a son or a daughter at four or five mm. years old, for example, but you impact mom and dad where the yeah. kid gets whatever autographed or giveaway or picture. And as they walk away, mom and dad are still kind of looking at you. And they don't know where to look, right? The eyes, the nose, the mouth, right? Depending on what, but, but, but jokes. Yeah, where aside, are you in there? <laughs> they look at you and they, and they truly, they, you know, they'll, they'll mouth thank you or you have no idea. Uh, yeah. and, and you don't, you, you don't again in anything. No, there's a, a guy that I follow, well, he's from our neck of the woods, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I live by Gary V. And he says, at any given point in time, you know about 5% of what's going on in someone else's life. Maybe with your parents or your children, you know 10%. And so just as quickly as you should say, mind your own business to them, you should mind, mind your own business uh, when it comes to them. And just yeah. do you. And so I... Uh, Man, I've been in the suit sometimes where it's been the worst day of my life, and there's not a single person around me that can tell. Not exactly. And, you know, they, they probably wouldn't care anyways, you know. <laughs> not, not that uh, that could be negative, but they have their own crap going on, right? You know, so this I, I say this all the time, you know. I've got this crazy car, right, and I'll go to, a, you know, a car show with it, and people will come over, and, and they're like, can I take a picture with it? I go – yeah, why don't you get in? Yeah. And I'll take a picture of you. Yeah. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, get in there. It's just a car, you know? Yeah. You can't do that, you know, in with a thousand people standing there in a line. That would be very bad. But, you know, you never know how you're going to affect the emotions of somebody for the rest of the day or the rest of their life mm -hmm. just by that one little thing. And, yeah. you know, I, I always think about that kind of stuff because – it could be a focal point that they'll never forget for the rest of their life. And it will be a driving point for them to be maybe the president of the United States or something. You never know. Right. Yeah. We, we just never know. So we, we do had, the right thing. Yeah. We had that with, um, it was very humbling. Um, the, the, the Hulu, when Hulu first came out, they chose to do a documentary Ooh. on the mascots. So it was their first docu-series and they, uh, they sent thousands thousands of messages out to high school, semi-pro, pro, and college organizations, and they got no response. And I got the form, and I wow. went to the athletic director, and I said, I don't know what the hell Hulu is, 
but what do you think about this? And he goes, well, Let's do this. he goes, I don't know what it is either, but at the very <laughs> least you'll document your senior year. And we said, yes. And if you ever go and look at the marketing and the buildup and the, the branding of that entire first season, it's all me because from August of the start of filming through October, wow. they had no one else to film. So they were there for weeks at a time. I gave them keys to my house wow. and said, just, just wake me up. And so when I, when I went through it, it was awesome. But even more awesome was when I would get messages from, um, I mean, there's a young, uh, uh, now he's probably 23 years old, uh, suffered from autism uh, on the spectrum in a sense where he was fully capable of knowing his surroundings, but he wasn't capable of conveying uh, sometimes his emotions. And because of that, he was heavily judged by those around him because mm. he was this nicest kid ever. And I remember he sent me a message one time and asked me to jump on kind of a, a video call or a phone call with him because he wanted to be a mascot. And now he is. He's working for one of the, the bigger uh, semi-pro baseball teams. And every time he talks about how he got started, he says it was watching the show. And that's, man, that's humbling. That, that, that hits you. That's amazing. Every time. You know, you know, that's what, that's what life is really about. And, you know, people, you know, if, if they're, I gotta be careful how I say this. <laughs> I, 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 there's a video of me out there that actually is, uh, who is Kevin Hodes? Uh -huh. It's an old video that was done many, many years ago. And at the end of it, I, I say, listen, if you're a taker and you just take, 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 and you're not a giver and giving back, people will figure it out very quickly. Uh -huh. And in those instances, up oh, my camera light, in those instances, you know, that's not a good way to, to be just take, take, take. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there was there was a period of time where I realized in the beginning of my life that I was I've always been a giver. But, you know, there was a time where I go, you know what, maybe I can give more. Mm -hmm. And then I realized in other ways how I can impact people. Nothing I do on a daily basis, daily basis is about me. Everything is about helping others. Mm -hmm. and, and it's made me successful in business. It's given me some things that, you know, other people may not be able to have. But I mean, I worked very hard for to be in this position, just like a lot of other people, but I have just as many issues and problems, just like fraud, you know, yesterday with my credit card being stolen or whatever the heck happened. Or yeah, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's going to cost me money through this process. And, you know, my wife's maybe going to miss one of those things that's automatic payment. And they're going to go, Hey, you're a deadbeat. You got to always, you know, pay us some money. And I'll be like, uh, not a deadbeat, but you know, we'll, we'll get it right. You know, we just yeah. missed it or whatever, you know, you, there's so many things going on in our daily life. If you're not giving, you should be definitely not taking at least. Yeah. You know, I think, I think somebody told me, uh, uh, an example, uh, in that case, uh, a credit debit system and regardless, it's by pure coincidence that this has to do with credit debit, but um, it's a credit debit system in any way, in any aspect of life. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's take our relationship, for example. Uh, if I uh, come across an opportunity to hook you up with some tickets to the Legends and just give them to you naturally, well, am I doing that with the expectation of, of anything coming back to me? Not necessarily. Right. However, by default, our accounts offset a little bit. And there's not a, a debt to me from you for that. 
as far as you and I are concerned, but almost right. mentally it's, it's there to where if I called you up and said, Hey brother, I got a flat tire. I'm on the side of Dallas North tollway. Any chance you can come, you'd probably go and help anybody that called you, but you might be a little tiny bit more inclined because of the debit credit that where we're at in our relationship. And so if you apply that to a relationship with a patient on the chiropractic side, if you apply that to the sports industry and, and yeah. handing back and forth, or you apply it to just everyday life with your loved ones. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, I am forever in debt to my wife for the fact that she puts up with all the with withdrawals <laughs> of our relationship account, right? She does the withdrawals of the bank account. Uh, yeah. draws of the relationship account in a sense of, of course you know she puts up with a lot and that, that's a lot of, of relationship but if you're able to acknowledge that in so many different facets then uh man it's really it really clears up any kind of cloudiness in the way you're looking at any relationship well you know i i will tell you that i like to give and want nothing in return and if you could just go through life just giving with requesting nothing in return, you just you just get used to it. And it's really multiplied by just giving, giving, giving. And people are always like, what's your angle? You know, what's your angle? Mm -hmm. and, and and those are the people that are the takers, the yeah. ones that go, oh, what's your angle? I go, no angle here. You know, yeah. just, just a giving kind of guy. Want to help you out if you're interested, great, or whatever. Or if you want this, you don't like it, whatever it is. You know, there's there's no angle for me. Uh, I will say like this, this cup here, this, this cup here was, uh, made for me and, and, and the person that made it for me even put my name on it. Oh yeah. Look at you that. Know? It's kind of cool. And, and I don't believe there was any angle on yeah. this person giving me this cup. Right. It was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And the, but I'm a detailed guy. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all about the details and the details really make the difference. So here's the problem I'm going to talk about a detail. And it's, I think I'm going to do a book about this, mm. about details. So right now it says my company yep. and it says my name, but I'm a lefty. So I don't hold the cup with my right hand like this. I actually hold my cup like this. So people are just going to see my name. They're never going to know what, what I'm doing. And Perception. Just, you know, so it, it's those details, right? Yep. So I have to put my little cup holder over here because it's making me force... <laughs> You know, I don't know. You know, the what's details funny are that, important. That on, on the details, that would actually, you know, Kevin. I'll be honest. That you and I are probably two of the most selfish people in the world, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. It, people think that word selfish is so negative, and I always thought that. I was like, well, no, no, no. I'm not selfish. All no. I want to do is give, give, give. And a guy told me a story and said that it was when he realized that he was selfish. I won't say who the guy is. He told me a story and said, I'm one of the most selfish people in the world because I get from giving. And so I'm giving because it is fulfilling a hunger that I have to give. Now, people also that don't want credit for giving say things like that, which is also why, because I, I, I don't give for the recognition or the attention. But but right. we, we are. It, it almost brings you down to a normal to show that you can be you can be selfish in a good way. There's a good way around it. You know, the, the, the story is uh, he went to went to a steakhouse. He had an event and he got invited to an event and it was a 
restaurant way out of his price range, but it was a company event. So he went and you know how some of those dinners, man, it's like, yeah, it's a steakhouse, but they have so many courses leading up to that steak that by the time you get to the steak, you may not even have room to eat the steak. And in this particular case, he wasn't used to that very, very upscale atmosphere. So he ate a ton of stuff. Well, I'll throw him under the bus. He did what people shouldn't do at buffets. What shouldn't you do at a buffet? Go to the salad bar. You shouldn't go spend money and go eat at the salad bar. So we did. Yeah. So he gets his tomahawk steak and he gets it in a to-go container. He didn't take but one bite out of it. So this is great. I got to take it home. Right? So he takes it home. Well, he pulls it to a stoplight and homeless guy comes up to the window and says, Hey man, you got a dollar. Uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, uh, uh, yeah. And he counts out, uh, his cash money, uh, or his, his uh, he's got his cash there, and he counts 150, 20, 10, 5, 1. Like he's got at least one of each bill in there. And uh, he goes to give him a dollar. And the guy goes, Hey, man, let me get one of those 20s. And he goes, Well, you didn't ask for a 20. And there's a guy behind him that's really quiet, and he goes, Well, I'll take a 20. And so <laughs> the guy pulls a 20 and gives it to him. He's like, Man, all I'm trying to do is eat. You can't give me more than a dollar. He goes, well, I got this steak right here, actually. I'm about to get on a plane in six hours. He goes, man, I don't want that steak. And the guy behind him goes, well, I'll take that steak. And he hands him the steak and he drives away. And <laughs> there are numerous aspects to that story, right? Yeah. That, that you could look into. But the biggest thing is that there wasn't anything that was above him. And he did not make a lot of money. You know, he had that money on him just by, by, by chance. Yeah. He wanted to give. And so he took up numerous opportunities combined with a little bit of internal satisfaction of the guy kind of being mad that he didn't ask for it, um, but being kind of rude about it to a certain extent. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it taught him a valuable lesson of, yeah. listen, if you want something, you got to ask for it. You got to go after it. The other dude was like, I'm in, yeah. you know. I'm there. Let's do this. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll have a steak and a twenty dollar bill. I'm happy. Let's go. Yeah. And the other guy's got a one dollar bill. Doesn't realize. Okay. And, and um, really, he only wanted the money to gather to go get another pint, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And we know that from from unfortunately too many parts of the world, which is why, you know, again, we can we can bring it around many times when someone walks into our office or walks into your business or walks into an arena or walks. It, you only know about 5% of what's going on. Yeah, no, it's so true. So you know, true. I was, I was born with epilepsy. Nobody knows that my brain is rocking like a roller coaster 24 seven and that I take medicine twice a day. Uh, but to a certain extent, I'm not, I'm okay with that. I, to a big extent, I'm okay with that. Right. You just couldn't tell from looking at that. So. No, no. Hey, listen, I love that part of what you guys are doing there at the center, right? So, you know, the actually chiropractic center, you know, when I was looking over the stuff about what you guys do, you know, before, before I actually, I, I have to confess something to you. Okay. So here, you know, obviously you were uh, sitting behind me and uh, I've, I've known you from doing the stuff with the legends, but you know, it, there was uh, some country music singer songwriters that were going to be coming on the show and weren't able to. And I was like, I need to find a guest. And I was like, you know, uh, who am I going to do? But it just so happens you were sitting right behind me. And I knew that I wanted to actually have you on the show anyways. So I, I will confess to you, 
I was going to have you on the show no matter what. Yeah. It was just perfect timing that you were sitting behind me. And I was like, okay, perfect timing. You want to be on? Boom, here you are. But I had already known because I had looked on the website that you were a giver. You know, I, I, I don't want to bring takers on my show. If I get a taker on my show, uh, it's not on purpose. Right. And if it turns out that those people aren't good people, uh, it, it wasn't surely on purpose. And I'm not saying everybody's a bad person that's right. coming on the show or anything. I'm just saying if they slip through the cracks, it's a rarity for me. Mm -hmm. And so when I was doing some research on you, I saw on the website that you do some stuff for charity, which I love that because, you know, I'm military appreciation night sponsor with the legends yeah. for 13 years. And that's important to me, mm -hmm. but I want you to talk about what's important to you and how the chiropractic centers, you know, they're, you're giving back because even on the website, it, it talks about hundreds of thousands of dollars that have been given back. I want to, we're going to talk about the, the center here in a minute, but mm -hmm. what's near and dear is actually helping people and you're doing it. Tell me more about how you're helping with your charitable. Yeah, our, charitable our, our office uh, has essentially a, a movement on a charity side. It's called the Give Back Movement. We choose an organization where we donate the entire first appointment fees uh, to charity, 100%. Wow. And that first appointment obviously can be a little bit longer because it's a consultation. It's finding out about you. We don't just have you walk in, pop, pray, and walk away, right? You come in, you get an exam, you get to know you're the doctor that's going to be helping you in one way, shape, or form. Uh, and then you go over the examination and the report of that. And, and that uh, is one of the cheapest games in town when we have been billing that at $49, for 19 years, he hasn't increased his price of a first day appointment uh, in his entire career. Wow! He's got, he's got 13 other chiropractors in his family that really kind of laugh at him, um, but it goes beyond that. And then to put essentially into perspective, 45 minutes to an hour of a first appointment, sometimes quicker, right? But 45 minutes to an hour at $49, and you're immediately con committing to donating that to an organization. Well, then you are then almost investing in that patient to trust you enough to then come back so the business can actually benefit from it. But it's so much more priority one, two, and three are about getting a patient better, all right? Then it comes into the business aspect of it. Now, when we donate, we donate to a cause that has at least some sort of um, association with our brand and our focus, which is impacting people. For a while there, it was the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Dr. Ashley Denise um, passed away last year, uh, 31, but was born with cystic fibrosis. And so wow. with that personal connection. When I came on board um, uh, from patient to then coming on board uh, to work with Dr. Ashley, uh, he actually changed it to the Epilepsy Foundation of Texas um, because of me and made, made actually wow. a donation on my birthday to the foundation. And then it's been working with some of our patients and organizations. So we have a patient by the name of Pete Carey, um, who uh, is retired, but volunteers with an organization called the Texas Ramp Project. And we go out, they go out and build ramps for homes and, that can't afford uh, wow. handicap accessible ramp, right? For the actual person in the home to be able to get around, get outside of their backyard or, or driveway and such. And so our office didn't just donate. We actually took the first appointment fees. We donated all of those and we went out and built a ramp. And that was one of the coolest uh, charitable experiences that. Yeah. 
part of. And Dr. Atchley in his 19 years has, yes, done over half, uh, over quarter million dollars. I think we just uh, surpassed about $300,000. Um, That's and, amazing. And most of that has been either directly from him or from the first appointment fees. And yeah. It's really hard when a patient walks in with a brick wall of almost hesitancy and yeah. we need to remove those bricks. Yeah. Um, that's another thing if we're doing it quote unquote for free because we don't bill insurance on those. We can't, you know, um, right. If we're doing it for free. We can't double, double dip. So no, 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 that would be, uh, unethical, unethical, unethical stuff yeah. going on there. Correct. But you know, you know, here, here's something that I love that I saw here. And you know, I, you know, all the chiropractors usually have these weird hours, you know, yeah. they're like, uh, Monday from, whatever uh you know it's like whatever this is these weird hours 100 percent. i'm like what what are these people wait a minute i can i can i have clients you know all over the country chiropractors and they have these weird hours and i like i'm like hey i gotta contact you about something i'm like wait a minute is he is he working right now is he yeah. not working you know what you have regular hours yeah. not only do you have regular hours there here's the kicker that i really like i wish you guys were a little closer for me you're open on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I I love that kind of stuff. There are business owners that need to see people on a weekend mm -hmm. sometimes, right? I mean, business owners work seven days a week, but we're we can't go at eleven o'clock on Tuesday and try to figure out when your next day is. But on a Saturday, you guys are open on a Saturday. I know nobody wants to be there on a Saturday, but you know what? You're doing that. I think that is phenomenal. You guys are open six days a week, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night, I think. is, uh, is seven, seven, seven to eight. Seven. Except for Friday. It's seven to noon, it says yeah. up there. No, you know Saturdays, I mean? I'll be I'll be honest. Saturdays was not the plan until I came on board. And after the first Saturday of me working with him and having off, um, talk about selfish. I was I That was one of the worst Saturdays, that, the fact that I had nothing to do. And so I called him. I said, man, give me something. Give me something. He said, yeah, right, yeah. how about 10 to 1 on Saturdays? I said, let's, let's do it. And our, our, you know, you're 100% right. Our goal is to impact as many people, as many lives as possible. And so how, how do you do that, right? Yeah. Is that you're available to do so. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm just gave you, I mean, literally, you have a marketing capability here of, Hey, I know you're a business owner and you can't come and see me Monday through Friday. Come see me at 10 on Saturday. Correct. And we will help you out. I, you know how many business owners that would love to hear that, that need yeah. to get themselves cracked and popped. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Cause like I'm, I'm sometimes like, man, I need to go see somebody. And I'm like, man, I can't do it during the day. They're they're And they're closed up at five or whatever. Yeah. Crazy. I need, I need more, more hours. You know, the people that have these, dentists that work on the weekend mm -hmm. I, i'm like I, I mean i saw the one that's here in frisco they're open on the weekends yeah. they're not even open i don't think during the week how brilliant are those people mm -hmm. not everybody can go during the day yeah and i think that when you open up for everybody it gives the opportunity to let them know that you're a little different so if you're thinking a little different well, then maybe you're going to have a better experience. Mm -hmm. that, that's my personal view. So I love that part of, of what you guys are doing. And I know you guys have been around for a while. We're, we're getting ready to have to close up um, what we're doing here and wrap things up here shortly. But, you know, 
I, I love the fact that you're uh, you're you're a bit a little quirky and off the wall. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to ask you one last question. Um, is the picture that's on your Facebook page of you in the and the red and the yellow suit? What the heck is that? Tell me what what is what are, is is that from a movie? What is that? That is that's a movie from our neck of the woods. So that's uh, that's an Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy. <laughs> um, where he lives in New York and he's trying to prove to his girlfriend that he can be, uh, that he can be an adult. And while his roommates out of town in Canada, his roommates, uh, son that he didn't know about gets dropped off at the doorstep. And so Adam Sandler, uh, tries to adopt him and builds a relationship and finds these quirky ways to get the point across. One of which trying to tell the kid that he needs to get a bath. And, uh, and so he dresses up as the kid's favorite superhero, which is a scuba diver, Scuba Steve. And so we went to the Adam Sandler show at the American Airlines Center. My wife and I um, wore those and ended up getting up on the big screen. And he, he, uh, he, uh, he shouted us out. And so, you know, those, those kind of things, I mean, uh, it's not posted yet, but we just took a trip where we, we were very lucky, very, very humbled to be able to go to Paris and yeah. we visited a castle out there that was used in the Beauty and the Beast movies. And so what wow. better location uh, to take pictures with me in a full beast outfit with the, wow. and the mask and everything. And she's dressed as Princess Belle and... You know, I can't wait to see that. Do stuff like that. You know, just try to try to have fun. Well, you know, you only live once, and you gotta have fun. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if if you're not having fun, then what what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, there's people that are counting counting beans all day long. They do the same thing. They never go and have any fun. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna tell you that uh, Jersey, you know how to have fun. And bit. I loved having you on the show and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to pick your brain a little bit and uh, I hope you enjoyed being on the show. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to have some other cool stuff that we can maybe do later on, but uh, I love it. And of course, you know, Ryan's our producer. He's, he's going to be uh, kicking you off the show here in a few seconds. And I loved having Jersey on the show. If you'd like to get more information, you can check out Jersey on many different social media platforms and things, but it's the actually chiropractic center. They're not just doing chiropractic. They're giving back to the community and they're open on the weekends, baby. I mean, come on, who's doing that? But of course I'm Kevin Hodes with the swipe it show right here on the success network. And of course, if you want to like it, share it, maybe let other people know. And of course, subscribe to the swipe it show. Hey, we'll see you next time. And remember, do what you want when you want. Ryan, take us out.